0: okay and give him a few minutes And okay. children, too. Same Jose. Hmm? Same size. <laughs> hmm? Look at them. Hmm? They're playing. Toys there. Lots of toys. Where? A box? The box. Lots of toys. Check it out. Yeah, check it out. Hmm. Well, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for coming. It's nice to see you. Uh, let's answer any questions you might have first yes go ahead just one
1: okay one more continues on
0: okay this minute uh, let her go first um, ladies first
1: okay um this question is from the same person. A lot of our practices are about reducing the ego, surrender, and endure. While I look at my baby school philosophy, they're working on helping them establish self, find your passion, do things your way, and have autonomy, etc. Master used to say that let children be children. My interpretation of that is to let the children first learn to be a normal person the way everyone is, do not try to kill his ego. Is my understanding off? I'm wondering how to plant Buddhism teachings and blessings for him.
0: Okay. Uh, We should let our children be themselves, whatever interests them, whatever Is uh, important to them. Let them explore and find out for themselves. Um, And... uh, So when you... When they go to school, the teachers... uh, Each school, each teacher has his or her own take on how to teach our children. Okay? Uh, So don't be too uh, strict about that, too demanding about it. Let it be. Uh, The children will adapt. They will uh, learn. The main thing is that they learn to relate to people. There are different kinds of people. They are uh, who have different personalities. So part of the learning process for children and for people in particular as well is to learn to relate to others. So it's important too, uh, that, that human contact, contact, the socializing is very important for, for the children uh, to um, be able to connect with others. That's one of the things that uh, our children need to learn. Uh, but as parent, you also want to go beyond that because a lot of things that your teacher, their teachers cannot teach your children Uh, because they're not paid to do so. And so that's why you need to provide the uh, moral guidance, give them the proper compass for a sense of direction in life. Uh, I wish there were a lot of things that my parents would teach me or their parents would uh, teach them, but apparently, um, for most people, we are not knowledgeable about spirituality. And that's, a, uh, and that's why we don't know how to guide our children on the spiritual aspects of life, okay? And so, so that's why when you learn Buddhism and so forth, uh, first thing you need to do is not to impose your views on them, what you think, what you believe, what you know. is not that important. It's for you, okay? Now, what you, what you do is you go home. And you give to them. How do you give to them? How do you give to your children? How do you give to your family? How do you give to your wife? How do you give to your husband? See, no one ever taught you. All your friends and parents tell you is that to give your uh, to love your family, love your wife, is give her a new washer and dryer every now and then, latest model. Yes, maybe electric Lexus, <laughs> which is not existent yet. <laughs> okay, this you this is all you know. You know you think love and relationships is based on material things. I'm proposing to you a different form of giving. What form is that? How about giving of yourself? Hmm? How do you give yourself? Hmm? How do you give yourself? Especially when you're poor like us, who have no money. How do you give ourselves? Since you have no money, we have no money. We learn to, to we, just, we, de, we develop ways to, do, to give ourselves. Hmm? Because you depend on material things. We don't depend on material things. So what do you have to give? What do we have to give? Thank you. Very good. Uh, The one thing that you can give is being pleasant. Huh? How about just being pleasant? It's so fundamental. Someone meets you, and this is my this is my problem. Everyone, you know, I meet with, they always have something in their mind. They're up to something. Anyone? huh? Either they're worried about our jobs, worried about, you know, uh, 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 anxious about something. Okay? So there's something, always something in the mind. And it's unpleasant to be around such people, agree or disagree. Especially when you go home from work, you see your wife, okay, and your mind is still at work. Whereas you should be concentrating, focusing on them. But no, you say, mm, I have this big project here, it's due tomorrow, what the heck am I going to do? Hmm? And that's a problem with people. They don't know how to give. They're too preoccupied with themselves. And I'm proposing to you that one of the fundamental aspects of a relationship is just to be pleasant. Why can't we just be pleasant? You know what? If you're pleasant, you have very little competition out there. Because everyone that your spouse this meat. I always is always up to something. Always trying to do something, trying to get something out of you. Being pleasant is just I have no expectations of you. I'm not trying to get a red car from you. I gave up trying now because after 17 years I figure out it's not working. I don't know how to do it. Okay, so I give up. Okay? Stop stop trying so hard stop trying to impose yourself on others just relax and be pleasant huh? can we give that you know you know your wife comes back, comes home from work she's also stressed out why don't you just be pleasant say hi how are you can i give you something huh? can i rub your back You don't do that? you laughing? Are you kidding me? (laughs) Huh? (laughs) You should be doing that. What is the matter with you? Or you come home from work. You see your wife, okay? What do you do? Say, hi honey, let me have a beer. No. How was your day, honey? You sit, you stand there and you talk to her for a few minutes to show you care. That's being pleasant. Why can't we do that? Your mom never taught you. Your parents never taught you. And that's one of the things that people thirst for. just someone pleasant to be around. Huh? Because everyone else is always Preoccupied with themselves, agree? It's very rare to find someone who's really pleasant, who cares about you, really cares about you. Okay. And that's if you. That's part of Chan, by the way. That's part of of the spiritual practice. Is that? Is that? No seeking, that's giving right there. Being pleasant is no seeking, no scheming. It's amazing that our parents, the parents, never teach their children that. Never, you never teach by example. Okay. So, that's why I'm saying, your teacher, the teacher, your your children, don't know that, don't understand that. You know, when we practice Chan, we practice Pure Land, for example, the more skilled you become, we become, the more pleasant we become, by the way. Because we, in our style of spiritual practice, we reduce our ego and we reduce seeking. We give instead of trying to get for ourselves. And that's what you mother, this lady here, is supposed to know about. You really care for your children. Turn him into a special boy. Teach him properly the spiritual things that his teachers don't know and will never learn. Because society does not reward that. You can't blame them. Did I answer the question or not? Yes, four. And there is your YouTube here. Yes.
1: Anjeevanda Phật. Và nếu chúng ta thật sự tạo sự thoải mái trong gia đình, thì có thể làm giảm bớt bệnh hưng trầm cảm của những thành viên trong gia đình hay không? I a Di Đà Phật.
2: Amitabha Master, if we can truly create uh, a um, pleasant and uh, comfortable in environment in our family. Then, is it possible to, then that alone can reduce the uh, sickness of bipolar in our family or not? I mean,
0: this is a special case when when you deal with depression and uh, bipolar people, this is a very special case where you cannot cope with it yourself. Unfortunately, you need help. You need professional help. Uh, but if you're being pleasant, it will not make it worse. Okay, it will not make it worse, but it cannot really reduce it at all, uh, because you're dealing with uh, a different type of challenges that really, like sick people. When you see sick people physically you bring him or her to the doctor. You don't try to fix it. Fix her yourself. Similarly, bipolar people are mentally sick, and they need professional help. As simple as that. So don't expect, when, you, you know, when people are depressed, when people are manic, don't expect to be able to do much. I'm saying this for virtually all of you. It's very difficult. Uh, even the professionals, the uh, medical professionals out there, therapists and so forth, they also have very limited in terms of tools and knowledge and how to cope with it. Okay, and so, uh, so it it's uh, don't don't uh, don't touch it. You have the uh, de- uh, people who are depressed, uh, depressed. Huh? Two levels. Mm. Number one, if they're at uh, the point where they are. Th- harmful to themselves, you need to go see a therapist and uh, they will use uh, uh, chemicals and drugs and so forth to control those wild impulses, okay? And that's what the medical profession can really, really be useful for you, can very be helpful for, uh, for, towards those cases. But beyond that, for people who are, who don't tend to harm themselves, uh, you need professionals like us because we are trained to deal with the ghosts. They are pulling the strings. And even for us ourselves, when we do that, it's rather a dangerous thing for us because, for example, when I do that, they can't do anything to me. But they, they turn around, and attack my students. Okay, So it's a very, very uh, difficult situation. Get some help is the bottom line, okay? Hmm. Yes, you too. From
1: Shannon, Master, during the Sunday Dharma Assembly, when we're chanting the Amitabha Sutra, I sway back and forth a lot. I try to stop it, but then I start swaying again. Should I concentrate on stop moving?
0: Well, welcome to the crazy people club. Okay. For most people, most temples, they would tell you to try to control it. And, and if you don't, uh, you can't, then we'll, they'll ask you to stop and uh, even not even come to the temple anymore, because it's scary for the other uh, disciples. For us, we know better. When you shake like that, it's a very, very good state. Don't be scared. It keep on shaking, and eventually, and there's a reason for it. I'm not teaching any of you why, um, because uh, it's not time for you to learn yet. Okay? Eventually, I will, have to, I will teach my, uh, my successors who will be in charge of helping you fix and teach and train you Uh, and deal with all these various types of problems. But for now, just uh, don't be afraid if you shake and you do weird things. And there's plenty of people around you at our temples who are like that, because maybe because they have nowhere else to go. We're sort of like a last place for them. (laughs) It would take them. (laughs) So so don't be afraid is a good thing. It's a very good state, actually. I have some people who used to shake a lot, and now they are fairly advanced. Uh, So so that is to tell you uh, that uh, it's a good thing, nothing to be afraid of.
2: Okay? Uh,
0: Yes, uh, there's a question here, one.
2: Master, how do you know when you drop um, a thought, uh, whether you're running away from your problem or whether you're um appropriately dropping the thought i'm sorry
0: could you be more specific give me an example
2: um so for example for me there's um when i reflect on um a situation and it's i feel like i shouldn't say in front of the kids but um there is a specific situation that uh, i have difficulty um uh, overcoming, because if I think about it, it hurts my ego, um, and I constantly try to uh, drop the thought, um, but I also wonder if I'm running away from the problem when I do that, um, and this is related to relation, you know, my relationship with my wife.
0: Okay, uh, I'll give you a, a generic way of dealing with uh, the problems that are occurring for you. That you can't fix. For example, I give an example, let's say anger. Uh, uh, Suppose you're angry somewhat. And it consumes you. Okay. And so what you do in such cases, what we can classify them as affliction. Okay. You're afflicted. Whether it's by anger, whether it's by Desires, whether it's uh, by uh, resentment or whatever, okay, whether it's depression, it's an affliction. So what you do is that when you realize it's undesirable, okay, to be afflicted clouds your judgment. You're not the same person. That your husband loved you. If we knew you'd be like this, we knew you'd be like this. <laughs> we think twice. <laughs> okay? Uh, so, but anyway, so it's our responsibility when we're afflicted to find a way to deal with it. Hmm? Okay, now, that's the, that's the uh, nature of the problem. How do you deal with it? You deal with it by not running, running away from it. Okay, meaning that you and uh, you afflicted, let's say you're angry. Okay, uh, uh, the natural reaction you lash out at someone, or you yell at your kids, and you know, and and verbally you know, beat them up and so forth. And that's a uh, good yeah, that's a good release. Okay. Better release yet is to cross your legs. Crossing your legs or meditation or reciting the Buddha's name has a way of diffusing those, those afflictions. So so the, the solution is very simple. First be aware that when you're afflicted, you are not pleasant in company. You are scary. Okay? And you you, are, you can't do much good for the people you love and care for, so therefore you have to find the time, find a way to cross your legs and cross your legs and look at the affliction. Okay, don't deny it. Don't say no. I'm not afflicted. I'm calm. Hmm? You acknowledge. You look at your affliction. Hmm? And, and you cross your legs, you look at it, you look at it, and it has and naturally will die down. You know why? Because the nature of reciting a Buddha's name, the nature of reciting a mantra, the nature of doing meditation is that it lessens the thoughts in your head, among which are those thoughts of affliction. That's why it has a natural way of dying down if you cross your legs. You decide the Buddha's name. Okay? Don't give up. Keep on doing it and doing it and doing it until it dies down. Until it feels lessens. It decreases in intensity. And further and further and further, if you could, for us professionals, I teach my students to cross your legs until... They're normal again. They're calm again. Because we have that luxury. Our environment is different. We can drop everything. Nothing's that important to us. For us, professional cultivators, we look at afflictions as death death of the soul, death of goodness. And therefore, therefore, we try as quickly as possible, uh, no matter how long it takes, to do something until it dies down. Okay? And it goes away. So affliction actually could turn out to be a good thing. Because if you, you're afflicted, you cross your legs, you recite the Buddha's name, recite mantras, that's how you have a you, how you improve quicker?
2: Uh, Master, is it normal for afflictions to come back then, or is it indication that we failed at letting go of our afflictions? Oh, they'll come
0: back for sure, just like depression. Uh, be prepared; if it'll uh, come back. Okay, uh, and uh, and the they keep on coming back. Uh, and, and if you improve, they come back in a lesser form. And you improve, you come back even lighter and lighter and lighter. So, for example, I used to be so depressed every day. Okay. Uh, you don't feel good about yourself. You think that, you know, for me, my generation, we're supposed to be overachievers. I wasn't. So depressing, you know, when you look at your own failure. And, and, um, and they keep on coming back. Hmm? That's how it is. Yeah. But as you improve oh, uh, the, this type of depression, those types of afflictions, depression is just another different type of affliction, but it's just an affliction as well. The only difference is that this friction here can, has, has a ghost attached to it. This is why the professionals don't know how to deal with it. I don't care. You can go to your PhD and whatever, because them professional people don't know how to look at ghosts, how to deal with ghosts. So it doesn't matter. Okay? Uh, so, so they, 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 they keep coming at you, Okay, and so as you as you improve, well, they find fewer fewer uh, buttons to push. So that's why, as when I first started, uh, when, I, when I first when I first encountered Master Shinawatra's Dharma, I was very very afflicted have so many afflictions and I and for four years I got after four years of being at the temple, his temple, I got to Sien Indiana. so you can tell after four years I was so very very afflicted <laughs> still very very afflicted okay uh, uh, but uh, but if you improve well, those you become less and less afflicted. You have fewer few handles they can use against you. So nowadays, for example, my affliction, uh, in, instead of lasting for days, weeks, months, years, it probably lasts for a second or less. So yes, I'm pretty sick, but not as long as before. <laughs> okay? At a lower level, we can't help ourselves. Higher levels, we recognize the affliction can deal with it. Just like that. Okay? So, that comes, uh, so that's why they'll come back. But uh, uh, if you don't improve, they come back at the same intensity. As you improve, they, they come back lessened. And then lighter, and lighter, and lighter. Okay? yeah. That's how you become more pleasant as you improve. You know? And to me, Uh, It's such a wonderful, wonderful gift to be with someone who's pleasant. I offer you my pleasant company. I'm not seeking anything out of you. Maybe a little bit of your money. (laughs) But pocket (laughs) change. Okay? So, I feel that People in the world overlook that. Overlook the fact that we can simply give by being a pleasant person. Hmm? No one else is trained to do that. No one else can do that. Okay? Did I answer your question? It's a long, long question, a long list of things that she's worried about. Mm. So, for your children, mm, as a parent, you know, you see, your children, when you're pleasant, they come at you, they come to you. They hang out with you. Why? Because you exude this positive energy, pleasant energy they like to soak themselves with. Okay, and when people are unpleasant, they stay away from those people. So that I do at the temple, I I, kind of glance around, see you know where children hang out, who they talk to, who they draw near, and so forth. And 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 that's how you 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 tell you can judge yourself. If you keep on practicing, you become more and more pleasant. One of these days, all of a sudden, the the boy will come to you. Okay? You've arrived, if you will. Yes?
1: So the question ended with, um, is it right to not try to kill his ego now? And also how to plant... Buddhism teachings and blessings for him?
0: Of course it is, because you need an ego to connect with the next person. You can, uh, if, if someone told me once, I said, I can connect with you. I said, why not? Uh, I can't find anything to grab onto you. <laughs> I said, okay, okay, here's my hand. <laughs> okay. So, egos connect with egos, so you don't need, you don't, you don't need to kill the egos. That's, that's a nonsense. Uh, when we talk about reducing the egos so for you adults, children need to develop a personality, need to find themselves, their likes and dislikes. Uh, and that's part of life, that they need to discover how to connect with others through their egos. When they get older and when there is a need for it, like when they have too many afflictions, hmm, that's when you learn to teach them. You begin to teach them about uh, things to defend themselves with, such as reciting Wan Yin's name, and uh, right and wrong, and so forth, being respectful, those things. And those are the beginning foundations of lessening the ego eventually. So for children, forget it. For children, you know, let them, let them be themselves. Society, uh, this is how society trains our children, let it be. We can correct it ourselves at home by guiding them with the proper being respectful, being right and wrong, not lying, sharing and so forth, naturally. Uh, But uh, to expect your children to have no ego is unreasonable. It takes Buddhist, dedicated Buddhist uh, cultivation to be able to uh, reduce the ego. Anything else?
2: Yes, sir. Uh, Two. Um, So this is related to meditating. Because for me, uh, it's really difficult to focus at the beginning when I cross my legs. uh, And it's difficult to keep uh, reciting Buddha's name. Even like it's difficult to find my navel. Um, so, will you recommend me to directly start reciting Buddha's name as soon as I cross my legs, or or try other thing? Uh, excuse me. So
0: you you have do you find it difficult to find your navel and recite the Buddha's name or mantras and so forth because it's too painful? Or it's I,
2: because I
0: have a lot of thoughts. I can't. I can't hear that uh, because I have a lot of thoughts. Thoughts. Help me out. I couldn't. I couldn't. Oh, you have lots of thoughts Yeah So do I We all have lots of thoughts Cultivation, you keep trying and trying and trying Okay Uh, uh, It's about trying And no matter how difficult You still don't quit And that's what cultivation is for us our brand of Mahayana is, we don't, you know, we, we don't, uh, uh, we know that it takes quite a while before we get there. Uh, so, but that journey is fascinating. You can you can be, uh, you can learn so much and become more and more pleasant as you, well, uh, move, move along. Okay, so it's it's a rule of thumb. This is what the people who teach meditation or spiritual things don't stress uh, enough. It's because uh, they're worried about losing you, losing your donations, your contributions. Okay. Um, That's why they don't talk about these things. Uh, The spiritual practices are supposed to be difficult. They're not supposed to be easy. If it's easy, it's worldly because it nurtures your ego. The ego, you should recognize it. It wants to be uh, comfortable. No? Yes? It wants things his way. Recognize that. So what we do in our spiritual practice is that we ask you to do things that you don't like to do. Like, uh, uh, looking at your leg pains. Okay? If you do that, if you are, the, the more you're willing to endure doing the things they're difficult for you, okay? it has a way of shrinking and minimizing your ego, naturally. If you don't, the ego actually grows bigger and stronger. And that's why there's no balance in, in most people's lives. If they don't have a, a chant practice or meditation practices or training, okay, the egos get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they eventually become totally subservient to the ego. That's how it is. Okay? So I don't know how to tell people, teach the adults that, real people that, that... You need to have balance in life. If you keep on indulging your egos, you will not be happy. You won't like yourself, let alone expect that someone else to like you. If you don't even like yourself, who's going to like you? Come on. The only person who likes you, when you don't like yourself, is they're trying to get something out of you. No. A washer and dryer. OK? Uh, that's how it is. So, mm, so the, the, uh, uh, that's something that most teachers don't talk about, and because you don't want to hear it. You say, I worked so hard all week already. What are you? What kind of nonsense are you selling? You know, I have to suffer more on the weekend or, or during your meditation class, uh, because it gives It it restores balance in your soul. Otherwise, your ego grows out of control. And it will make your life miserable. That's all it does. If you don't learn to control your ego, you just only become more miserable. That's all. Okay, you see, see right there. When he's like, he runs like that, okay? uh, Then, then it shows weakness to the to the 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 child. (laughs) You slowly, casually bring over. Oh, you broke a finger. (laughs) Let's see, what should we do about this? Huh? But if, if you run over like he did and the, the next time you say, "Oh, that's a quick way to get Daddy's attention.) <laughs> OK. Yeah. You see, little things like that, and that's what you can do as parents, to, to uh, train your students, your, 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 your children. Mm. Uh, Things that the teachers, their teachers, don't know about, they would not know how to cope with it. Okay? Hmm. All right, anything else? Hmm. All right, uh, I think we should take a break and come back in five, ten minutes to do the lunch uh, offering. Thank you, everyone.